January the 1st, 2023. Communion. I really enjoy having communion regularly because it's like a, a checkpoint. When more than any other part of church, I think communion is always the part where I, I check my heart. You know, it's quite appropriate to do so. Scripture tells us to do so. But recent events with my health, that's all I'll put it down to. Um, last night uh, when Kingsley and Anne and I were having our devotion time, um, I think they agreed with me when I said, in a way, I was quite happy to put 2022 behind me <laughs> and look forward to something a little brighter in 2023. But recent events with my health have challenged me about becoming exhausted through trauma and it's created a desire in me to get relief through connection with God and not just sort of retreat into myself more. And if you're looking for a pastor that's a shining example of victoriously living and winning in every situation, you've got the wrong guy. But what I could suggest, if you can learn from some of my mistakes, I'm happy to transparently, and I've looked to God and said, God, the best thing I could do is be transparent about what I do wrong as well as what I get right. And uh, there's a passage of scripture uh, leading up to Jesus' crucifixion. It's very familiar to us, but there's an aspect here that I looked at and I saw something quite different and it related to me and challenged me. In Luke 22, from verse 39, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching this place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw away beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing Take this cup of suffering from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel of heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Now, it's quite interesting. He says, well, he sweat like drops of blood falling to the ground. Now, I'm never quite sure whether that actually means that his sweat actually turned to blood. Uh, and there's various theories put forward on that why that can be it can be a bursting of the blood vessels and all that or whether it's just the writer describing his sweat just poured out like you know voluminous amounts um, either way he was in great anguish because of what he saw ahead and was about he, could, he knew that the father was going to reject him so that he could accept us 
He was going to be beaten so that we could be healed. He was going to go through all of this. And this, often we, we can have Jesus as some sort of Superman-like being. Now, he was divine, but he laid aside the exercising of his divine attributes when he left heaven and came to earth so he could be truly a right um, uh, uh, sacrifice for us, having to identify the same things as we do. And he comes back to his disciples, and this is the part that really jumped out at me. I've never seen it before. Perhaps I've thought about the sorrow bit being more related to Jesus, but it says, when he rose from prayer, went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. And he says, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray so that you're not falling into temptation. Um, when I get really beyond my ability to cope, I know in my head that I should just really reach another level with God and just reach out, but I tend to shrink and just want to sleep it off and, and avoid it and try and wake up in a better place. And you might say, well, that's not such a... It's not necessarily a wrong, bad thing to do either, but I had to get through to a place where, because when I woke up I was still there <laughs> and I had to find a new place in God where I was able to cope and do that. It actually then goes on to say while he was still speaking a crowd came up and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him but Jesus asked him, Judas are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? That was a pre-arranged signal, you know, the one of... Because Jesus was just ordinary looking, Judas had to say to them, the one I kiss is the one you've got to arrest. If ever there was a clearer example of just Jesus not sort of hovering an inch above the ground with a, a, a glow of light over him, you know, that's a, a clear example of that. You had to identify him personally. When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, enough of this, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. I included that little bit because we often try to... I think it's not just that they resorted to weaponry it's that they tried to sort things out in their own abilities and their own strength rather than pursuing the, the end result of what God is wanting and so my challenge, the challenge to me was don't sleep your way whether you're actually sleeping or just putting up with it through and sort of getting through it God wants us to go through the situation to whatever conclusion he wants in that. And we like to think it's just immediate healing so that we don't have to suffer anymore. But sometimes there's a process that we're going through and uh, I'd like us to uh, use the opportunity today with communion to reflect upon when we get into these situations, when we get into things that are just too much to bear, do we 
avoid it, sleep our way through it, just put up with it, or do we actually do what Jesus wants us to do, to pray so that we don't fall into temptation? I wonder what he meant by that. Was it temptation to run off with the neighbour next door? I think he's talking about taking things into your own hands. Because then he goes on to talk about the situation there with the taking up weaponry and whatever else. No, trust in God and look to him for the answer. So let's all turn to the Father, even in the most extreme of circumstances, to endure the process, hear from God, I'm not saying put up with sickness and things like that. I'm saying do what God wants us to do, but to go through putting our trust in him, not shrinking from the path set before us. Okay, could I have somebody to deliver the communion?